Hey internet, I'm Simon Squibb, your host at the Good Luck Club. I believe luck is an ingredient that's necessary for a successful life. Whatever you're starting, building or shipping, I'm here to tell you, without luck, you're not going to make it. I've been testing my luck as an entrepreneur since I was 15 years old. I've had plenty of failures and successes. And I'm fascinated by the things I couldn't control. In each episode, I'll invite a guest to share their stories about luck, the good and bad. And together, we'll test my theory about luck's role. Our guest today is Damien Nicole. He's the founder of one of London's leading osteopathic centres called Back and Active. Like all entrepreneurs, he never limits himself to his day job, which he's still very passionate about after 17 years of building up his centre. In every spare moment when he is not taking the kids to school or working to help clients feel less pain, he develops property and jokes that he likes to put his back into it. That's an osteo joke, folks. I wanted to interview Damien for many reasons, but a big one for me is because he claims to have mastered the ability to have a work-life balance. And given all he does, I'm amazed and wondered how and what that perhaps means in this day and age. So Damien, welcome. Hi there, good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Thank you very much for giving up your time. I'd like to start off the podcast by asking this question about what does success mean to you? A lot of people have a lot of opinions about what success means. But I always like to get it from my guests, what their view on success is. Yes. Well, at the moment, probably success to me is getting my 11-year-old daughter out of bed in the morning ready for school. Wow, that is not an easy <laughs> that's, task. That's, that's quite a but seriously. I think it's, um, I mean, I've given it a lot of thought. I think it's it's time isn't it that that's that's the main thing you know it's it's being in control of your time and i think that's that sort of you know you can go lots of different ways but it's it's being in control of that that's sort of the ultimate luxury to me you know being able to do what you want when you want and not having to you know struggle to to fit that in and we've worked we've worked quite hard to do that really you know get the kids and obviously have enough money and do everything we want but um i think we've got a good balance there so i think that's more than sort of like a number or, uh, you know, items, it's, it's more the, the time, you know, it's, uh, you can't get that back, right? So. No, I think I, I couldn't agree more. Time-wise, do you, entrepreneurs really struggle with this though, don't they? I mean, as an entrepreneur, a lot so, of the time, you know, time is, is, you know, applied to your business and therefore yeah. are you in control of it? It's well, I mean, it's in, in the way that I can schedule when I want to work, like say that's right. afternoon, I took, took this afternoon off to come and see good self. Whereas if I was working for someone else, maybe I wouldn't be able to do that. And it's fitting in all the stuff with, with the children as well. You know, I can take them to school in the morning, I drop them off, I go and pick them up. You know, if they want to go play tennis, I can go see them at tennis. So I can schedule everything around that. And that's, 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 that's quite important for me while they're, while they're young. I think it? that's a good yeah. pitch as well as a reason to become an entrepreneur. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're, we're in con- complete control of our business, so it's, uh, you know, we, we can do that. Obviously, don't want to let patients down, and got to get the money in, but, um, you know, it's, uh, we have scheduled times where we have clinics, and, and that's what we stick to. So. What about when you were younger, when you, you know, when you started out, I guess, in your kind of conscious years, did, how did you feel? Did you view success differently back then? How was your view on success back then? Yeah, it's all, it's all the bells and whistles, isn't it? You all the toys and you know nice watches, cars, big houses, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I suppose you know it's still nice, isn't it? It's still nice to have, but you know it's not it's not really it's not really what I think you should be you, you should be aiming for because that that stuff will come if you know if you're good at what you do or you put the time in or the effort or whatever. Um, I think you've got to focus on. On, on, the, on your lifestyle. I mean, that's the, that's how, the how do you, tran- for our listeners out there that are young and starting out, 
and ambitious. They see all this social media stuff with people driving Lamborghinis and it's called flexing. Yeah. You know, and how, how do you, you know, what would your advice be to those younger people? I mean, back to your younger self then. I mean, how do you handle that pressure? Yeah, well, I, the thing is, I, I always say to my daughter, because she says these sort of things, because she's on TikTok and all these sort of things. And I wonder how many people actually own it. How, how you know, is it theirs? Have they rented it or have they borrowed it off a friend? Or they, have they put stolen it? They've stolen it, or have they put like literally everything they've got into that Rolex watch and they're paying it off for the next ten months or whatever it is? Well, the or comment, years, the, the comments I see when people are flexing with their Lamborghinis is, you know, give your car back to mummy and daddy. You know, <laughs> well there you go. You know, I think people are probably trying trying the hardest to look rich rather than doing the stuff to become rich or successful, which I think is sort of style over substance. Mm. Maybe it's not everybody, but it seems to be. Was there a moment in your, I guess? Uh, growing up years that you um, re changed was it did a fl flip switch flip or was it for example when your kids came along what what um i suppose I've, I've always known i'd probably have to work for myself i'm not very good with sort of authority <laughs> so I, I knew i'd have to sort of be my own boss um and that's good self-awareness so when did you realize that um i suppose at school so I, I was always okay at school but you know i never sort of you know was like an a student or anything like that but could always do enough to get through or was you know got asked the question in class and know the answer so they'd sort of leave leave you alone because then you you knew your business and you just got on with it so um but never like a, a you know perfect student or anything and uh and then we went into all the science stuff as well so we, i did two degrees so we got two degrees in sports science and uh, osteopathic medicine and uh yeah sort of snowballed from there you did quite well in school you got two degrees I never meant to. That's the thing. It was, it was by accident, it, was it? It was, no, it was an accident. I wasn't. I wasn't going to go to university at all. And then I went around my friend's house. He was going through clearing at the time, and his dad was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, oh, "I'm not going to go. I'm going to go do something else." He's like, "I oh, just, just, just put the application in, see what you do." And I did, and I got in and went, and then that was it. But uh, so I suppose that's a bit of luck or serendipity, or you know, if I hadn't gone around to my mate's house that day, maybe I wouldn't have had, you know, that foot in the door for the education. Certainly wouldn't be an osteopath for that. This is a theme I've noticed in the interviews I've done so far. There seems to be one or two people that influence people's lives in quite dramatic ways in the early years. Mm. And uh, there seems to be a story every time where someone has met someone that's altered their, their direction quite dramatically. Sounds like that was one of those moments for you. By accident, he said, submit and get involved. The next thing you know, you've got two degrees and you're a trained, very experienced, very well-respected osteopath. Yes, well, that's it. Yes, that's so we certainly can't do it without. So, mm. it's, uh, I wonder what I'd be doing now. Well, yeah. Do you ever wonder? Do you actually wonder? What yes, I suppose I would be doing so. I would be probably working for myself. But um, I suppose that that's that's the thing now. It's um, when I first went to university. So it was like nineteen ninety eight. Not everybody had mobile phones. You know, it wasn't like yeah, everybody had one. I remember going to buy one and thinking, oh, I've only got a couple of mates who've got them, so I won't bother. You're, you're sounding and, like you're eighty something. I know, yeah, but that's not. But that's that was before the sort of massive digital age but now you know my like my daughter she's set up the slime thing you know she can go on tiktok she can post it it's, it's straight out there so mm. it's it's very different now so yeah i mean interesting enough what, what would your daughter's definition of success be for her business do you think I mean, she's fair enough i will get her on i'd be very interested uh, about that she'd but, probably say so shopping in selfridges well shopping in selfridges or people buy her yeah. products in selfridges yes, even better yes, that'd be good yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. but what do you think about luck uh, as a concept what's your view on luck yeah i struggle with this because i'm I come from a sort of scientific background, so it's it's more sort of 
have you look almost it's it's things like have you read a book by Tim Grover and he, he talks about things like intangibles and things that you can't measure so you can't like get an MRI for how frightened you are or um, how much commitment you put in or how much anxiety you've got you know and I think it's the intangibles that sort of make you look you know you put yourself in certain environments you meet certain sort of people you know you go to certain places and then you know your commitment all that sort of stuff starts to kick in and I think that's more for me what I think look is you sort of don't I think everyone says you create your own look I, th I think it's more like say the intangibles you know how much dedication you've got to doing something because you, you can't measure that you know there's no there's no scan you can get you can't you can't see it you mm. have to you know it's just something you're doing you know how, how scared you are about something you know you can't you can't you can't measure these things mm. and uh, I think that's quite important for for you know serendipity or luck or whatever you want to call it mm. but, um, do you think in your life you've had luck or well, I'd be really interested in you know maybe a story about some bad luck or good luck that's happened to you um, yeah it's tricky I mean I suppose I, I say I struggle to think of it in, in those sort of terms well, maybe I, one, one way I mean, I mean yeah. you, 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 your clinic works on a lot of people that have injuries yes now I see injuries as a good example of how you can have bad luck you didn't put yourself in that position you didn't hurt you didn't want that injury you know, if you've got a famous footballer and, and, and they get an injury and they've got another famous footballer doesn't get an injury at all, he can go on to have a career for the next 10 years where the guy just had an injury, has to stop there and then, you know, yeah. it wasn't his fault. He probably ate the same food as the guy he was training with. He ate the same trainer. That, you know, what, 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 it, one was lucky and one wasn't. That's a very common story in sports and you're seeing these sorts of people all the time, right? So yes. do you do you see that being a luck or you think it's all their own No, fault? no, see, I, I always think of myself as, as a fixer putting out fires. So if, you know, if something's gone wrong, it's sort of, you know, what, what could you have done different? What didn't you do? You know, is there something missing? Like the injury, for instance, maybe they weren't hydrated that day. Maybe they, I don't know, um, didn't do their stretch that they should have done. Uh, you know, they got, went out drinking the night before, whatever it might be. There's always something You think it's all preventable? All of these injuries are preventable? Um, or it's just think, a matter of no, it's going to happen no matter what sometimes? I, th I think it is. It's, it's, you, you, you can totally manage it. You totally can, but you do have to be switched onto it. You have to be aware of it. You can't just sort of, you know, go through just a basic for everybody, you know. But it certainly, yeah, it can be, you know, that, that's, that's what But, but equally, I mean, you're, you're in the business of, of helping people uh, fix injuries, but but from an outside perspective, I, I look at someone like a um, let's say a, a professional footballer who gets an injury. Um, my instinct is that they were probably properly hydrated, they were eating properly, they've got trainers helping them stretch and warm up. Yet they get these injuries, or another player runs into them, yeah, and they get an injury and they're out. So you know, surely these things are unlucky moments, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do if someone runs into you and breaks you leg or whatever right yeah no, I see what you're saying yeah there's sort of, sort of some some unavoidable things but maybe they should have done more proprioceptive work or mm. more more speed training or oh, you know right. whatever you know right. there's, no, you know, there's, there's, point of view, there's yeah. always you know you never say 100% or an absolute but you know there's if, if it happens I imagine especially a professional athlete he would go back and he would go right so I wasn't quick enough to get out of the way of that tackle mm. so when I get back that's what I'm going to work on you know I'm going to work on speed proprioception you know whatever it might be plyometrics and uh, it's a bit like um, I suppose Kobe Bryant's a good example the guy who just just died in a plane crash he just was like work 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 the whole time he would outwork everybody so he wouldn't leave things like that to chance and I think he's quite an extreme example but 
Um, well, he, he, that's a very, very sad story, of course. Yes, um, yes. And, and But I, I also look at it like, here's a man who was so lucky he could afford his own private helicopter. But equally, yes. having your own private helicopter com- comes with some sort of counterbalance in life, doesn't it? There's, there was a hard moment. I think that's bad luck. Um, good luck and bad luck in someone's life. I, I have this theory it's a little bit of a counterbalance, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. Is, you know, If you have lots of good luck, at some point you also need to have a counterbalance and some bad luck. So having an average amount of luck and an average amount of bad luck could... <laughs> somehow be beneficial yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you think of that yeah. no, it's, it's tricky it's tricky like I say I struggle to think about it in, in those sort of terms but it's uh, I mean certainly good. your scientific mind lets yeah, you look it, at it so I, clinically I always, I, always, you, I always think there's, there's, there's something else that, that wasn't done or could be done or could be changed or, or whatever but, I mean again I just always it's an interesting subject though I have this podcast it's partly to debate this it's, you know, if, if in, in the second world war at the end of the second world war America dropped nuclear bombs on cities in Japan and of course some people died instantly but the, the nuclear fallout hit people outside the cities for the next 10-15 years and they, they got sick I mean that's not their fault right there's nothing they no, could no, have yeah, done to stop that yeah, that's yeah. just bad luck that you were living in that city yeah. at that time when America decided to drop a nuclear bomb no, I, yeah absolutely I suppose it's the same with certain conditions where you can get medical conditions that are genetic like Huntington's mm. disease right there's nothing you can do about you were that. born with it it's you're just you know there's, there's no way you can change that so I guess what you're saying is you can manage your luck you can manage your good luck or bad luck around that particular issue that's kind yes, of yes yeah, once, once you're once you're involved in the equation but mm, it's very interesting uh, in your businesses, I mean, you, you've, of course, you've got the very successful clinic, as I mentioned in the intro, and you, you also develop properties on the side. Do you think there was a big break in your business to make you the success that you've been, or do you think it was just perseverance? Um, I think, um, if I'm honest, it was when we found out we were pregnant with my first daughter, and I was working for a lot of different clinics. We were in the process of, we were actually looking to buy two existing clinics at the time, and then we found out we were pregnant, and... We just decided, look, we're just going to, you know, no crutches. We're going to do it all ourselves. We want total control. You know, obviously, we've got a family coming. Um, I was giving half my money away to, to the clinics I was working at as well. So I, as soon as we did that, I so I worked less hard and doubled my money almost straight away. Wow. Because uh, we, so, we did so, have a business at the time, but we were working mainly for, for others. So. That, that's a very interesting insight. I want to I want to pick up on that point. You worked less hard but earned more money. Yeah. So I think a lot of people have the misconception the harder you work, the luckier you get, you see. Well, in that, in that situation, it was totally true. I was seeing, um, you know, I was traveling for like two, two or three hours to work, seeing 20 patients, traveling two or three hours back, giving 50% of my income to that clinic. Um, so, so you cut all of that out? Your travel time just, cut down, then yeah, you spend so, more time so with now patients? So five minutes to work, right. and I get 100% of what I earn. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's, it, was a, it was a great change, but that was that was the catalyst once we found out, because it was a little bit unexpected for us. And uh, yeah, as soon, soon as that happened, we just cut everything out and just focused completely on our business, and that that was it. And what about the, 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 the let's call it the side hustle? The, the property development business yes. was it just a hobby that um, got out of control or uh, no it's something I've been interested in and um, we haven't done any one for a while now but um, that, that's something that is uh, I do love it it's it's exciting that one but it's, it's, it's a very different sort of business um, very different types of people you know in my osteopathy it's all you know very caring and lovely and the other one is a bit more cutthroat and right. um, so it's a, it's, it's, it's a challenge to, to sort of jump from one to the other. Do you other, think that's so. why you like it because it's so different to your your um, day business? Um, yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it's, uh, it's, it's different because I suppose what with osteopathy you're working by yourself with a patient as well whereas that obviously you need a team of people um, and you're working with you have to work with others to get get stuff done as well so it's different from that aspect and uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And you you work indirectly with your wife as well, right? I mean, she yes, works yes, she, the she, clinic she, too. she's an osteopath at the same clinic, and uh, yeah, she's a paediatric osteopath. So um, yeah, we manage that time. So a, a lot of a lot of people out there um, ha- work with their partners or want to work with their partners, or you know, you're like a team at home, right? If you've got a family, you're you know you you're working together looking after your kids so there's also an, I, I feel like a potential for them people to go and start businesses with their partners would you give any advice to people thinking about doing that what sort of advice would you give um yeah make sure you can you can work together because <laughs> that's a good one but i guess i suppose with me and camilla because obviously when she's in clinic i'll be with the kids or something like that so so it's almost like we're sort of shipped to the night passing right. at work so it's not that bad but i would um be be organised, I think. Right. <laughs> Try to be diplomatic. <laughs> Doing a good job. Be organised. That's a good tip for uh, the listeners out there. Be, be organised and be in love, right? If you're in love yes. deeply, yeah. you can work it all out. Start from that point. Right. But you're, 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 when you're looking looking back and, and perhaps thinking about giving some advice to your younger self, I always like to ask this question. If you went back and asked your young, gave yourself younger self some advice, what, what would it be? What would you like to say to that person? Um, I mean, just, just get cracking. Do things now. You will run out of time. Now, I've I just started doing jiu-jitsu, and I love it, but I wish I'd started 20 years ago. Mm. Just, you know, take an hour and a half to do. You've got to take the time out, more injuries. But when you're younger, you don't have the commitments. You don't. So you've got this time to, to do stuff and learn these sort of skills. Why didn't so just, you do jiu-jitsu when you were younger? What, what, what? I said, it's a really good question. I wish I had now, because it really hurts. <laughs> mm, really hurts. I bet it hurts. Yeah. It hurts when you're young, too, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I suppose you, you bounce back a bit quicker. And Just know, drink more water. I know a good osteopath can help you with this. You yes, know? that's good. Yeah, you'll have to give me that number. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think uh, just just do stuff now. Just get on with it. Don't, don't waste your time. Learn some skills. You know, be... Be busy, do mm. some stuff, you know, just get out there, try some stuff. And Do you encourage, I know you've, oh, I will get your daughter on, um, I'm very interested in talking to uh, young entrepreneurs, but do you think you've encouraged your children to be entrepreneurs or it's happened by accident? What's, what's... Um, obviously they, they see it, um, but yeah, I, I do encourage, I think it's, I think it's a great thing to do. I would, I would never want to work for somebody else, mm. maybe go into business with somebody else, but not, I, I, I just, I, I just don't think that way. And, uh, it's interesting because I, I recently did a post saying that you shouldn't work for someone else, and I got quite a lot of negative uh, comments on it. Oh, I got really? positive as well, but but the com- com- negative comments were interesting, where people are basically saying that someone's got to work for someone. You know, someone's got to work for the the council to pick up our rubbish, for example, or someone's got to work for the bus company to drive our buses. It's kind of an interesting thing if we pitch, and I'm like this too, so I'm just interested. You know. Working for yourself is our view. Is is it necessarily the same for our kids? No, no. I mean, you've got you got to find your your passion and find what you want to do, what you're interested in. And you know, if that means working with someone else, that's that's fine as well. But it's uh, I just I couldn't I couldn't envisage actually doing it myself. So, mm. and I think Sophie, my oldest daughter, I think she's she's sort of picking up on that, and she's. You know, she's made a few quid, made about 500 quid with her slime. Oh, she's, really? She's wow. Well. Wow, so you'll be retiring uh, soon. Yeah, well, that's what I said. She might buy a helicopter, you never know. Well, yeah, no, don't buy a helicopter. <laughs> don't, I don't think she needs a helicopter. Well, look, um, I want to thank you for coming in today and sharing your insights. I, I'd actually like to jump on YouTube now and let's have a little chat about how to build a business. Um, right. um, and, and we can talk a bit about that because you built your practice up. I think a lot of people would like to know how to build a business up and, and gain some insights from you there. But I don't want the podcast to go on too long, so we'll jump over to YouTube. So anyone wants to hear more from Damien, we'll, we'll be on YouTube after this. Um, I just want to sum up what I've taken from your insights today. Basically, um, be in control of your time. I think that's a really good 
uh, marker for success. I think that's a really interesting way of explaining success. Um, I think if people use that as a bit of a, a benchmark, they'd, they'd have a happier life if they overrode the uh, need for money and all those sorts of things and just focused on getting back their time. I think managing your luck is an interesting insight. I debated it with you, but I, I actually agree with you. I think you can manage a lot of your downside. Part of my pitch is luck is a skill, and I think you can manage your uh, bad luck and good luck if you're if you're careful. And so thank you so much for sharing these insights with us today and uh, being being our guest on Great. Good Luck. Thanks for having me.